Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm missing more than just your body. not too late for Deshaun Watson to flee the country. Welcome to an off-season edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles fan, Daniel Hartigan. Rumor is the Eagles are hot and heavy on bringing in Joe Flacco to back up Jalen Hurts. Can I get a hell yeah, Philly fans? Okay, with us as always, Chiefs fan, Danny Solomon. Danny, have you purchased your Kyle Long jersey yet? You know, he... he did mention in his first press conference that he was Rocky fouring it with his rehab from his injuries. He's become the the greatest version of himself, and uh, we're probably going to use him as a backup. <laughs> uh, as always, we got Washington football team fan Jamel Johnson. Jamel, Fitzmagic has arrived in D.C. Congratulations. Uh, never like magic. Don't believe in magic. Hate car- playing cards. Uh, don't like rabbits, hate hats, all of it. J- Jamel, were you aware that he got a 49 on his Wonderlick, though? That's like that's like a half a title right there. I mean, that is, yeah, we, we won another offseason, gentlemen. And, uh, yeah, that, that fourth voice you hear, uh, lastly joining the show today, the big boss man himself, the man behind an entire podcast network. We got Andrew Stevens on the line. What's up, Andrew? What's going on, guys? I uh, That is more gracious of an introduction than I deserve, but I appreciate being on here. Yeah, man. I appreciate you hosting us this past season and uh, hopefully going forward. I mean, now that we are moving from armchair to sports drink, we want to talk about that transition, what the plan for sports drink is, where the name came from, all of it. So uh, what? <laughs> let's hear about it. Let's get into it. Um, so I just I have a real penchant uh, for being extremely lazy and doing absolutely uh, everything I can to to avoid real work. And therefore, when it came time to graduate college, uh, and my job prospects uh, looked about as similar to as someone with a two point six GPA job prospects probably should look. Um, I decided that all right, well maybe this. Uh, Hairbrain sports blog that we started in college might have to uh, be something that I put on a resume one day. If not, there is going to be a very large uh, unemployment gap. And so um, that was kind of how how Armchair Media got started. Um, we it was just kind of a collection of a couple of us writing. Uh, I was at Georgia. I'm from Baton Rouge originally, um, and then had a buddy from LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss, and we were kind of doing some SEC football stuff. Um, and then uh, like dumb twenty. One year olds, we didn't realize that we had missed the blog era by I don't know maybe two full decades, um, <laughs> and and so um, then we decided to try and shift our uh, just abs- 
absolutely dog shit opinions onto the audio space. Um, and then Dak Shepard came along and Barstool Sports uh, was already existed. I didn't know they existed as someone from the South. Um, and we kind of realized that uh, a red, white, and blue color scheme associated with some local sports stuff, uh, also associated with the same name as Dak Shepard's company, um, may not be the best branding shtick going forward. Um, and so over the past uh, six months or so, We've decided to rebrand our entire network to become Sports Drink. Um, and so with the help of our good friend Jamel here, with the help of y'all and, and the rest of the people on the network, um, the goal has kind of been um, armchair was more local sports, um, sort of coverage, boots on the ground, if you will. And Sports Drink, while we would like to carry over some themes, if you will, um, the biggest thing is is the perfect blend of sports and not sports. And so we recognize uh we, we we know that there are a couple of other other companies out there that are becoming uh what if the ringer was worse and we are very excited to sort of throw our hat into that general uh general ring um <laughs> and so um that's kind of kind of what we are we'll, we're typically uh local sports but we've delved a lot of the action side of things recently um with a couple of big skateboarding and and snowboarding um podcasts and the goal now is sort of bring on some stuff more in the comedy vein, maybe get some chefs involved, get some people that are sort of not traditionally Ooh. in comedy oh, yeah. chefs. Let's comedy, go. Sh comedy chefs. Uh, J J Jamel, we're going to be looking for some uh, now broccoli themed content and the actual food broccoli now. So yeah. I'll show um, you guys how to make grits. No problem. <laughs> Come on, Jamel. You won't even let Fitz cook. Let people cook. <laughs> Not everyone should cook. That's the lesson we learned from watching the Washington football team last season. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. Alex Finally. Smith cannot cook. And uh, I would like to know that the level of respect that I hold for y'all, I was about to smoke weed about 45 minutes ago, and I said, you know what? I care about these guys too much. Man, they're too important. I didn't they're, smoke weed either. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> they're too important to me, and I will simply act like a, a babbling imbecile for the next 45 minutes while I'm sweating profusely. So um, I'm ready to get into some football talk, folks. No, man, that, I thought that was great. You encapsulated why, how we got here today, actually, and you did it in a pretty tight uh, amount of time. So I appreciate you giving us some background on that. And it's just like, uh, how many shows are on Sports Drink right now? So we have um, about 50 right now. Um, and so kind of spanning the, uh, it, it again, all started with uh, basically SEC football. Um, and as, as some people in the NFL vein, I'm not sure how much y'all follow along with college football, but it is just about the most niche uh insane psychopathic community that one could operate in and so definitely looking to stretch our legs and just get out of this as much as we can for sure i think that one of our dreams is to find ourselves outside of one of those sec football games doing some sort of live show or oh. mix, mixing it up with the college football kind of brethren and the Sundays too. We, I want to do a full Southern football weekend at some point. We'll make that I happen. Want, I want an LSU fan to put his finger in my booty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it, it's a good 
bridge that we need to cross because you're right, Andrew, mentioning that we do really dig deeply into the NFL and not really talk much about college football. It feels like the rivalry between the two is a lot like improv and stand up. And, you know, we, we need to come together. One's good and one's bad. Yeah. You know, and and who's to say, whichever one you started in, that's the good one. But it it, it improvs college football. Let's just, let's just get that out of the way. I'm uh, I say, which is weird because I like, I'm, I'm Matt. So we have a a college football podcast that we kind of have, and it's a little bit similar take to what y'all do here, but we call it the ethical college football podcast or the world's, (laughs) the world's most epic because you simply cannot discuss a uh, free labor uh, gladiator blood sport without maybe talking about some of the unfair practices in it. And it's mostly just us railing on our parents for 45 minutes for, for making us become college football fans growing up. It's torture again, wearing a Georgia shirt. I have no, I, I mean, I went to Georgia, but the amount of care that I hold for a place that I had to pay that much money to is just Horrible! Absolutely awful. I think we're we're right there with you, man. Um, Okay, using some of this uh, new sports drink knowledge and understanding going forward, uh, let's start the show. We could keep talking about the new network, and we're going to weave it in with our uh, NFL hot takes i was gonna go with a different thing but i guess i just landed on hot takes Sorry. oh man oh no okay all right man. hey go, just go ahead and run that back man hate go ahead takes. And another one. there you go let's do the hate takes let's talk about what we hate about the off season every week we start this show talking about what we hated about football the previous week uh right now there's no football on or is there it's always on danny what'd you hate about the off season well i'll tell you i loved you coining the term hate takes, which we now have to use, I think, <laughs> unless somebody else uses it or Dax Shepard got into it first. I don't know, but uh, I'll yeah, just Kristen tell you Bell. guys. Yeah, Kristen, Kristen Bell, Bell that's her company, Hate Takes. Oh, I th- she, she was, I, I thought she was hot cakes, and that was why y'all were Ooh. going hot. T- <laughs> oh, <Ooh. laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll just, uh, you know what? I'll get it out of the way. What I hate about the offseason is that we forget the regular season so quickly. The off season starts about four hours after the Super Bowl ends. And uh, we just immediately erase all of our knowledge of what just occurred over the last four months. So, you know, the off season, the, the free agency starts, it's like, whoa, Will Fowler is going to the Dolphins. Watch out for those guys. They could be a real contender before Fuller gets hurt and everything falls apart around week seven. Or, you know, the Vikings got Patrick Peterson. Maybe now they're going to beat the the Packers unless, you know, Kirk Cousins isn't awesome for some reason. The only teams that the offseason actually helps are the teams that got close or barely made it into the playoffs last year and then just picked up the one or two guys on the market that are actually good so they can make that run. And, fellas, that means Tom Brady is going to be looking over his shoulder this season at the Washington football team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's hear it. That's favorite. right. You're I'm excited. Favorite. You guys, I mean, of course I'm joking. It's the Cardinals and Rams, but still it is interesting what you guys did over the off season. And I feel like you've got those three teams that are going to be better. And then everyone else is going to be sucking the exact same flavor of shit this time next year. So, you know, enjoy it while you can. 
<laughs> I say go Giants, as usual. Giant, the big spenders <laughs> of the NFC East, the Giants added Kenny Galladay. They got a Dory Jackson from the Titans. Give him a pretty big deal. And Does that ever they, work? Just they like their team more than I feel like they should, but they seem to to see something that we don't. You know, they were one win away from winning the East last year. You know, they had six wins. They almost had seven. And they seem to have fallen in love with uh, whatever the smell of their, their farts are. So it, it, it doesn't make much sense to me. You know, it does make sense what the Eagles are doing. Nothing. Just pale. I get, you know, I'm going to save this. We're going to get into the state of our teams later. But Jamel, what you hate about? What do you hate about the off season? I mean, it's just an extension of what Danny said. There is no off season. You you can <laughs> you can use the word off season, but the next day there's a video of JJ Watt doing push ups. Uh, college football is happening right now. There's winter ball happening. Somehow, it's nonstop. Uh, it's every moment of our lives. And when your team does suck. This is all you have. These four months are everything. We got to sign somebody with cool hair or my summer is fucked up. It is just feel nonstop. I I just can't get over. And uh, you're right, Dan. I don't want to spoil the potentially explosive debate that we're going to have during the state of our teams, but getting Ryan Fitzpatrick, you've got to be, you've got to be just on a high. You've got to be feeling amazing right now. I quit doing drugs right before this podcast. Uh, I'm never getting high again. You think it's going to be good? Come on, man. Have you? I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie 33 times, okay? I saw it 30. I saw it a 34th time in the womb and forgot it and then watched it again. It's not going to work out, man. It's, there's just no way this is going to end well. The funny part about that is you could have, I mean, maybe reasonably convinced me for a second there that Brian Fitzpatrick had been in the NFL for 33 seasons, and that's not actually how old you were. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, I'm 78. Brian Fitzpatrick got drafted by Bills in 82. Actually, who did draft Ryan Fitzpatrick? Was it Buffalo? Nobody knows. He just walked into a building one day, and no one stopped him. I'll give everybody literally magical. If if you haven't looked it up yet, I know. I think Danny and Andrew are, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Jamel, you're not going to get it. Uh, Jamel, one more guess. You said Buffalo. See if you can guess. Uh, the Houston Oilers. St. Louis Rams, also Saint a team Louis. that doesn't exist. That's the right. St. Louis, Louis Rams. Rams. Yeah. Okay, I knew well, it was a team that didn't exist. And I think we should mention that this was the St. Louis Rams uh, 10 years before they became the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. Not 2005. Oh, man. The guy yeah. is old. We keep signing these old men. Okay, look, I like the strategy of using up the last of an old white man's life force and then throwing him in the trash. <laughs> I do like that. That is good. It does get you thinking, too, about what you were doing in the year 2005, because it is long enough into the past that I remember I was in college during that time, which was a long time ago for me, at least. And 2005, I mean, we're pre-Obama. We are just, you know, 9-11 still fresh. Everybody's still talking about it. Not like today. When we've completely let it go from our minds. So many other 9-11s have occurred since then. Ryan Fitzpatrick has lived through every 
generational, like the big generational cusp that we had between the millennials and the Gen Xers. Yeah, I want my quarterback to know what a rotary phone looks like. And he does. And you, like you said, too, you, you used up the life force of Alex Smith and you threw him away and you're going to do it to Ryan Fitzpatrick, too. It's sad that this is the end of the road for Fitzpatrick, but it is. You're yeah. right, Jamal. I, I I mean, come on. As soon as he signed, I was like, man, I just I wonder how many games. Can I bet on how many games he plays for us? Probably. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA is in full swing and college basketball is heating up as the schools make their way through the madness. The tournament's here, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest, as BetOnline is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I don't know if I'm allowed to make transitions on this show. I don't know if I'm stepping on anybody's toes here. Not at all. Um, but if we're talking about using up the, the the last will of life force for old whites, um, I would like to say what I hated about football this week is um, my relationship with Drew Brees. And the only reason that is is because I – hate Drew Brees right now. And I don't want to hate Drew Brees. I want Drew Brees to be blissfully un or, or self-aware enough to not do Yahoo Finance interviews to then just completely taint the last two years of his career where I end up having to hate him. Because everyone, if you're from Louisiana, everybody knows that just like, all right, well, yeah, he's a white guy who has a messiah complex and he's now 76 years old. Of course, he doesn't have good opinions. But like, if you don't put it out in front of our faces, we could just be like, oh, all right, we'll like put a small statue of you somewhere and like we'll cheer when you come back on the field. But now it's like there's this weird now like culture war behind like whether you celebrated Drew Brees' retirement or not. And I'm just fucking done with that. Drew Brees, I hate you and I'm mad that I have to hate you. So that's what I hate about football this week. Oh, yeah. End of an era of hating a guy. End of an era of hating a guy. And now I got to want to. I got to come up with a whole new guy to hate. I got to uh, – Taysom Hill isn't doing it enough. He seems too fun for me to hate. Uh, Jameis Winston. I kind of hate him. I hate. I kind of hate Taysom Hill's guts a little bit. I could, did I you could see you his, something. Did you see that contract he signed, too? He got like $1.9 trillion, I think, over four seasons. He got I think the he got, stimulus. He got everybody's oh, yeah. <laughs> stimulus payments into his bank account. Jesus. <laughs> Nothing for schools, nothing for teachers, but I, I promise Mickey Loomis is going to somehow kick that $1.9 trillion down to like 2044 or something. <laughs> when the world has ended. Yeah. That's smart, though. God. Drew Brees. I, you know, we could, we could talk about Drew Brees for the next 40 minutes, uh, but I want to pinpoint one, what, when was the turning point? What was the exact moment where you were just like, I don't know if this guy's the hero I thought he was. Cause there's a couple options. I know we have the most recent one. And then there was like the pictures at the college game of him and the president sitting together. And what was the, your moment? 
I think for most, I think for most people, we'll see that the problem uh, for most uh, what I would call outed Republicans right now, the, the, the 2016 was able to just put things on full display. And unfortunately for a guy like Drew Brees, uh, he had been introduced into the Trump era coming off of three straight uh, seven and nine seasons. So had this man decided to uh, support a, a, a dog shit president, uh, potentially maybe coming off of a second in the MVP campaign, because again, I think we all know these uh, we're, we're here to milk every last little, every last little drop out of these white quarterbacks. And so you produce on the field, Dumb idiots in South Louisiana are going to shut up. You have bad opinions and don't produce on the field. And then we're going to have an entire laundry list of issues. And so I think there came something came out in like 2016 where he lost like eight or ten million dollars where he, he he was sold some fraudulent diamonds. Um, and I think I think there there was something in the trust level where he uh, he, he was essentially given uh uh, crystals or rocks or something. And he and his wife spent an exorbitant amount of money on this. And ever since then, something has felt just a little bit off. And so I don't know if he made some deal with some uh, voodoo person down here. I don't know if there's someone oper- Yes. I don't know what. <laughs> so there, there's been, uh, I, I, I would say the real problem was, is Drew Brees was, uh, I was in sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade when Drew Brees became our quarterback. And so what the the real issue has been was really just coming of age and having to realize like that the guy you venerated was, oh, this this man thinks he's God. And when you think you're God, uh, there there are causes to be an infallibility in your decision making, which leads you to uh, X, Y and Z that we just previously discussed. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting case, and you know we'll get off Drew Brees here in a sec. Uh, we had two Saints fans on uh, around mid season uh, this la- this past season, and and I don't think they disliked him for personal reasons. They were just ready to move on. They were kind of mad he even came back last season. So they uh, there's got to be great relief in kind of Saints fandom. We're just like, look, we respect the guy, but just get the fuck off my team, like. I- I mean, we we have people like the old adage is if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. And like there is an entire like state now, myself included, who is just completely infatuated to watch Jameis Winston throw 75 touchdowns and 146 interceptions and for Taysom Hill to have the stat line of two catches, a kickoff return and a block punt in the game. And so (laughs) um, in terms of like, I've really, I think the pandemic has been good in, in terms of like removing myself from the fandom aspect and just like, I want storylines now. I want chaos. I mean, sure, it would be wonderful for the Saints to go off and win another Super Bowl, and I'm going to be cheering like a petulant child if we don't, if we don't, or screaming like a petulant child if we don't. But at this point, like, I just want to be entertained. And so, Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston, like, like he did in the playoff, taking a flea flicker and humming the ball 160 yards is exactly what I want to see this season. Absolutely. Take some chances. Yeah. Throw down the field. I mean, we haven't. He, you've got Alvin Kamara. You got Michael Thomas. Fantasy, at least for Michael Thomas' sake, fantasy dud all season, and mm. highly drafted by me. So I'm still mad about that, <laughs> and I blame Drew Brees. I think that is a very reasonable resentment to harbor. Um, quickly, what I hated about the offseason. Um, 
So the NFL just reached this mega TV deal worth $110 billion. It's for another 10 years. Mostly everything's the same. You're going to see your AFC games on CBS. You're going to see your NFC stuff on Fox. But there's one new caveat that pisses me off. And we're now allowed to flex Monday night games out of their slot and replace them with a more competitive game. Uh, You know, we've seen versions of the flex before, but it's always been the same day. They just change the time. Now we're going to be able to change the actual date of the game. And it, it pisses me off because it bails out the schedule makers. Like I, and I kind of enjoy uh, watching the announcers have to polish the turd of like Jags Browns week uh, 14 Monday night football game. And it's just left out there to die. There's no playoff implications. And you just have to, if you're a real NFL fan, you're going to watch and you're going to bet on it. But it's not, it, it almost feels like uh, everything is packaged for the casual viewer now. And the hardcores are left with nothing but your 10 a.m. games, which is where you're going to watch your own team anyway. And uh, Jamel brought up a good point earlier too. And when I was talking about this bails people out. The only people who have to be good at their jobs in the NFL anymore are the players themselves. The schedule makers, the announcers, the coaches, the owners, they can suck for fucking life. The refs. And nothing. The refs, and they'll be rewarded. I hate the Monday night flex. I know, in theory, it's like, oh, this will be fun. We get exciting games on Monday night. It's exciting to me when we get a shitty game. See, um, I, I've... I, is, I've always liked the just forcing us to like like spoon feeding his dog shit because I feel like it causes them to get creative with like that's how we got the color rush jerseys and that's how like 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 you have to treat it like a minor league baseball game draws attendance <laughs> in where it's like no we're gonna have somebody like parachuting in admit and we're gonna have uh, uh, Hank Williams Jr. really try not to say anything racist in the in the, the the opening intro and that's what you actually have to draw people in I don't give a shit. About about two playoff teams playing anymore. I think if your team is playing on Monday night football and you have no chance of making the playoffs, your quarterback has to be replaced for that game with Colin Kaepernick. He just plays the game for you, entertains everybody. He's happy because he's basically back in the league. He's sort of the the all-time, maybe he QBs both teams if both of them are out of the playoffs. It's like the really good kid at the pickup game. I'm going to one-up you. What if we had to throw Trent Dilfer in there? Just Ooh. watch just, just watch him flounder. Just Dilfer versus Kaepernick for life in perpetuity in this slot until one of them uh, dies. You guys we are describing build, we, hell. This sounds yeah, like we, hell. We could build this as a culture war real easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the states of our individual teams. It's going to be a check-in. For our uh, the four teams that we're fans of or anti fans, I don't know what Jamel considers himself, but uh, quickly let's do a, a progress report or a, just kind of how you're feeling about things. Danny, let's start with you. You're probably feeling the best out of all of us. Uh, you'd think so, but I think just based and maybe it's because we whiffed on a couple of free agents. I think we wanted to get we wanted obviously to get Trent Williams and then also we made a try for Curtis Samuel for Juju Smith Schuster. Nobody signed with us. It's just got everybody kind of feeling this malaise and it sort of set in on me that 
that I, I've had to basically come to grips with the fact that the Chiefs might not win every Super Bowl. It was a possibility in my mind that the entirety of Mahomes' career would be spent in the Super Bowl. And I didn't really think about how that would affect other people. Other AFC teams obviously would be very mad. But I don't think it's going to happen anymore. I, I think because people didn't want to sign for less in KC to play with Patrick Mahomes and we couldn't fill a lot of these spots, so our team kind of got a little worse, it just sort of made me feel bad. It made me feel a little negative. And I know that that we have the best player on the planet and then the two other best players on the planet after him and then a couple of really good defensive players, but I think that's it. And I thought that that could really keep you sustained for 15 years. But now we actually have to sort some shit out. We have to figure out how to like def- to protect Pat and to like fill holes on the offense. I mean, that, that just it sounds crazy, but it's true. And so it's made me depressed a little bit. Um, it's like when you if you made one hundred and fifty four thousand dollars last year and so you got the stimmy but it was a little less than the full stimmy. I'm still happy. We've got the stimmy. It's in the bank. It's just not as good as it could have been. And uh, it's just been a massive blow to realize that we could lose games sometimes. <laughs> so so, so are, are you, are you calling the Casey front office uh, neoliberals? Is that, I just want to make sure that they're... I think so. I mean, they're, you know, they've, they really have, have tried to please everyone. And in doing so they've pleased no one. Yeah. They want, they, and I appreciate them taking the swing, but they just couldn't, they, they compromised everything down, I guess, because of the salary cap, but we didn't get what the people wanted. You got the protection for Patrick Mahomes. You brought in two awesome offensive linemen, and then your other guys are going to get healthy. Seems like it's that's all you needed. We that's got all no you left needed tackle. All along. We got there. Are, there is talk, and I know you'll appreciate this, Hardigan. There is some chatter about the possibility of bringing in for our starting left tackle at the beginning of next season, Jason Peters. Don't do it. The mummy. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's maybe the only person older than Ryan Fitzpatrick out there. <laughs> yeah, I think he actually was the oldest person in the league last year, other than maybe a kicker. The, and every bone on his body player. breaks, yeah. right? Like all of not only do his bones break, but the tendons attaching the bones together break, the muscles tear. I mean, I'm surprised that guy needs to be in like a Boniva ad or something. He should not be playing football. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm six, eight and I, I can't really, uh, don't really understand as someone who is just constantly riddled with lower back aches and pains that like, I feel like Jason Peters is like, if I had a twin and I ate that twin and then somebody just decided to beat me with baseball bats for like 36 months and then just like go go about and try to live the rest of your life like I feel like that's what Jason Peters is like constantly like a 350 60 pound man that is just in pain all the time yeah he he looks him playing football looks like John Travolta acting anymore it's just (laughs) He's suffering through the script, but he'll he'll be there. He'll be present physically in the way of of defenders, but that's about it. Don't do it, man. 
I love. I don't want to do. I have no control over this. I don't know if you guys do with your teams. <laughs> He's an all-time eagle. He's one of the best players we've ever had on our team. But it's over. And it, it is what, absolutely over. Speaking of disappointments, by the way, this is just because I keep you keep flashing Andrew on the Zoom. You keep flashing your Georgia logo. I just want to say I am very disappointed in the development of McCole Hardman. He has not been very good, and he was especially shitty in the Super Bowl. So that's kind of on you. Yeah. That sounds like that sounds like a man who should have stayed at Georgia for an extra season to help yeah, us win a dude. national championship and fucking, develop. Yeah, <laughs> that's on the Yahoo fantasy writers who told us that he was yeah. the greatest wide receiver to ever touch a ball one time. He's they, fast. They saw, him, they saw him catch an 80 yard bomb in the national championship and says, yeah, no, we, we need to overpay that man immediately. Yeah. We <laughs> traded up for him. Uh, it's been, it's, it's hurt the development of the entire rest of the receiving core. And we had to get rid of all of our players. So now we got nothing. We got to rely on McColl and it's not working. And I, I appreciate Georgia's involvement in the uh, 2020 election. That certainly helped. But I think the McColl Hardman thing really puts you guys in the negative column. I did my part. I, I drove there and committed some wild voter fraud. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. You're, uh, <laughs> you're confirming a lot of our listeners suspicion. <laughs> this is comedy this isn't true we're doing yeah, a satire okay. yes. yeah a- andrew stevens noted comedian you know <laughs> if anybody if any of our listeners out there believe there is widespread voter fraud you should probably unsubscribe from this podcast i would hate to ruin the numbers of of the up-and-coming sports drink franchise but get out of here we don't need you <laughs> yeah I don't know if y'all have ever heard the term shell corporation, but that's what sports <laughs> drink might be. He did air quotes for everybody. This isn't visual. Air, there were air quotes yes, and all of that. Air quotes. Air, air quotes are legally binding. Um, okay. Typically, we'd, go, we'd move on to Jamel. We're going to save him for last because his team is the juiciest at the moment. <laughs> so I'm going to do the Eagles real quick. And the Eagles are a fart in a windstorm. There's just no direction to this team, guys. Last time we saw... The Eagles on the team was one of my favorite regulars. Last time we saw the Eagles on the field was one of my favorite regular season games of all time. One of the worst like, football games ever fucking played. We, we actively tanked in it front of America. So it was embarrassing. It, it was disgusting. We had to clean house afterwards because they were so disgusted with themselves. It's like watching cops actively cover up crimes. <laughs> it really was. was. So business as usual. All right. All right. All right. So we were the messy, dramatic uh, bitch of a team that everyone loved to hate for the last few seasons. And now we're scared of it. And now we're going to go completely plain vanilla. We are, we're, we're going to actively make things as boring as humanly possible. So we're going to bring in a generic coach. When you go to create a coach in Madden, if you do nothing to him, that's our coach. You didn't customize him. You didn't give him facial. He's just Nick Sirianni is your boilerplate. Nothing going on, coach. We should have made Deuce Daly the head coach, but that's a whole other uh, bitch session that I could do down the road. We have Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. Other than that, nothing exciting on the entire team. There's nothing good going on. I don't know who the coordinators are. I don't know what the game plan is. I don't know if we do a West Coast offense or what. <laughs> my favorite. I have no idea how the fans are going to be. There's no expectations. Everyone's just kind of 
there, no one knows what the fuck is going on at all. There's just like, no pulse. I like that your two biggest assets that you've named on your team are in fantasy an RB2 and a backup quarterback. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. That is all we have going on. Um, if I know if I know anything about Philly fans, though, it's that they're they're usually very rational and reasonable about to a young tandem uh, starting their career with a Philadelphia sports franchise and how well they can work together and build in the future. So, oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> we we love being patient and not demanding to trade one of those players out until it works out. Right now, and you're the best team in the NBA. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nick Sirianni is just keeping the next guy's seat warm. This coach will not work out. He cannot work out. I have nothing against him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. It's just not going to happen. This isn't the right person for this team. Maybe we'll go eight and eight with him one year. I don't know. Uh, I would say my fan expectations are probably as low as they've ever been for this team. I expect two and 14. 3-13 and 13 next season. Wow. I will not be picking Ooh. our team. I will not be getting caught up in any sort of uh, fun two-game winning streak. You will, I am reverting into Jamel mode. I am sick of this. I, I'm done with us. You guys won Benito. the title within five years. And then How did everything possible to, to fucking untie the goodwill that they had attached to their fans. It's gone. Uh- it's what about a, a, a post-draft trade for Nick Foles? Then you've got the man himself back in the house. Great. Two Super Bowl MVP winning quarterbacks as backups. Wonderful. Nick Foles and Joe Flacco. Great quarterback room. Exactly <laughs> what you want. Uh, Jalen Hurts to learn from those guys. I really like Jalen Hurts. I think he has a chance to be a good player. Uh, it's not going to be on our team, unfortunately. We're going to... I'm surprised we we're, we're so stupid. We might draft a quarterback and get rid of Hertz, which is really one of the only good things we have going on. Let's talk about the Saints. I am disgusted with my team. Glad New to Orleans hear. Eight and eight, eight and eight. That's all I can. Eight and eight. That, that is the only thing that I want out of this season. I want, as I previously mentioned, I want nothing but chaos. I want another season where uh, you have cap nerds and uh, the Spotrax of the world simply uh, lighting their hair on fire that they know the salary cap better than Mickey Loomis. Um, I think Mickey Loomis has done a very good thing of like, as we get older, uh, we we start to realize like, oh yeah, money's fake. The economy's fake. We just move move numbers from one side to the other. And, And I really feel like he has honed in on that like as... As a practical uh, franchise building move where he has, as aforementioned, uh, given Taysom Hill, I, I texted four people and I said, so like, why hasn't Schefter taken the tweet down? It's definitely a four year, $40 million deal. There is just simply no way that any of this stuff could be kicked down. No, Adam Schefter, Adam, I need you to take down the, t- Adam, please take down the tweet. Just can't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after it, it really looked like uh, after about an hour, and this was actually the contract maneuver, um, I, I think everyone started to recognize that, like, I don't know what we operate on down here. We have quite literally uh, a different set of legal uh, codes and statutes. And so I don't know if uh, the NFL salary cap also falls under that. Um, but, like, 
we're a fun team with fun players. And that's kind of the only thing that I want uh, like us to showcase this year. Like I, I, I Jameis Winston, I'm like back and forth on because it, it, there, there's part of it. He seems kind of like a piece of shit. And part of it seems like he, uh, seems to be like overplayed and misunderstood and yada, yada, yada. And so there is an aspect of me that like wants him to prove people wrong because I think he can be a legitimate quarterback. And there is a part of me where it's like, "Eh, I might need to read into a lot more details of your past before I start uh, making any uh, fan claims or or Jersey pronunciations. Um, But like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara are just about the two, like in terms of, personality wise and skill for their position, like two of the best people that you could have in your organization, repping your city, yada, yada, yada. And that's been kind of one thing that I've tried to talk people off of the Drew Brees ledge with is we've gone in like three years, we have gone from Drew Brees Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday, three of like the most mild-mannered, mealy-mouthed, say-nothing-whatever athletes to Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Zion Williamson, and Brandon Ingram. And it's just like the that is such a much cooler group to have rep your city than the the guys that I just said. And so I'm really just kind of looking forward to like the, the Drew Brees shadow overcast everything in this city and and i mean for good reason everyone knows drew Brees' impact on the nfl but like there is going to be something that i'm excited about with i've always liked drew Brees, but i have always loved sean payton and so like i am excited that sean payton seems excited about this season because you can start to see his game plan was so crazy when Drew got hurt and we went five and zero with Teddy. And so like, there is definitely something real to what I think is one of the best offensive play callers, like in the history of the modern game to be able to just say, no, let's go fucking crazy here. Like, so that of the saints eight and eight, but an exciting eight and eight is what I want. I like it. Uh, okay. Let's talk a uh, Washington professional football team. The, the, the darling of the league, except to the, the, the fans themselves. Everybody loves this team. Everybody is happy for them. They have, they have acknowledged their terrible history. They've tried to make things better. They have built a good team. They have good coaching. What is the issue, Jamal? They're not looking under women's skirts anymore. I mean, mm. that is very big. That is very big. And look, man, I'm not, I'm not mad at this team. I, I was happy we made the playoffs. It's just they're the football team. We're destined to fail, and everyone in town knows it. And that's why we are not – the rest of the country, you guys can have fun with this. We'll see you guys in October when we're two and four or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be fine. We're fine with it. I do like the changes, though. This is the first time in my adult life the team is trying to save some money. We uh, learn, much like me, we're learning how to save and conserve. No more cheerleaders ever. Really good idea. Saving a lot of money on your books in many different ways. That's a good one. Uh, we're going to keep signing old uh, quarterbacks. Pretty, pretty good penny pinching, I would say. There's no point in drafting a guy in the first round. We tried that a few times. It's pretty bad. Uh, haven't heard too much free agent wise. I mean, I guess I'm cool with that. I don't even know who I'd want. 
It never works out. We gave Kirk, what, 80 mil. We paid Trent, gave him cancer. <laughs> so staying away from big free agents, I'm fine with. The, the, the main need on this team, middle linebacker. I feel like we haven't had one really noteworthy since London Fletcher. And I always am like, well, it's the DB's fault, but there's no one in the middle of the field ever. And any team can run a screenplay on us, and they do. I don't know who the options are, but John Bostic is not it. I heard uh, Luke Keekley. I think he's looking to make a come get his seventeenth uh, and eighteenth <laughs> concussion. Oh boy! <laughs> Just give me his body neck down. Keep his yeah. keep his head. I'll take Luke Keekley's body. So well, you guys, heart- I was well. I mean, I think we're about to say the same thing, which is there were some fucking great signings that you guys had. I mean, Curtis Samuel. That's a I great one the- because it's oh, yeah, him and Scary Terry. The two guys. The, the yeah. two guys. The we heartwarming got little, story of them in the couple, dorms. Couple of speedsters. We, I mean, you need a big target. You think it's Logan Thomas? You think Logan Thomas is for real? Doubtful. Yes. Doubtful. You got William Jackson. You got you. The defense is going to be good. Former, the we're, former we should, president of the fucking Confederacy. I don't even know <laughs> who it is. Who are you talking about? I think you're mixing up Stonewall Jackson and William Tecumseh Sherman. That was on me. My fault. But, I mean, the you guys, you the secondary is good. The line, the D-line is good. So that's, that's set. Defense is set. Linebackers don't matter anymore. Offense, sure, dog shit. But then you add Ryan Fitzpatrick, capable guy, willing to look bad in order to make a big play. Basically, Jameis Winston, except white and older. And, and no baggage, as far as we know. And you get Curtis Samuel alongside Scary Terry. You've got your two guys at, at running back. I'm just saying all this because I might be more excited about the Washington football team than I am uh, about the Kansas City Chiefs this season. The, the only way we'll win crazy. games, the only way we win games is if teams can't score on us at all. As it stands, we can stop a run. We got a little bit of a pass rush. But in a lot of games, it doesn't matter. See, Jamel, I, I appreciate your uh, tethering to reality here because as a as a Georgia football fan, uh, I know the most dangerous thing in the world is other people believing in you. Yeah, I've done uh, it, dude. I've had I've I, I, nah. It's overrated. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You want to be scrappy? Yeah, not saying the That's team's going to win the Super Bowl or anything. We're just like, you could have a good, fun team. If you say so. As long as we don't ever change the name. Washington football really? team for the next 200 years, folks. I'm They're in. never going to do I'm it. In. Never going to do it. You can't have 31 teams have a something. You know, you can't have them all be a, a thing. No, and then one no. of them's like, nope, we're the football team. That's this exactly isn't fucking, This isn't soccer. A league comprised of all assholes. How good does it feel to know you're the biggest assholes? We are clearly the biggest assholes of all of the assholes. Well, how about if DC becomes a state? Then you've got to talk about it. Then we they call them the Red Wolves or whatever the fuck you guys want. Well, how about this? Why don't you just call it the the Washington Football State? 
And there you go. You, you're, 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 this, 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 that get it? You get the statehood by by dangling yeah. the team name the out team. there. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We follow Sharia law. Yep. Yep. We got I, that. It, Puerto, Puerto Rico's football team is coming next. We got all this. This is in the pipeline. I like that. Relaxation. It's figured out. It's done. Yeah, we do need we we need to do another expansion. With all the future states we're going to have in order to destroy the Republican Party completely. So we're going to have several Dakotas in there. We're going to have California is going to be split into ninths. And we're going to have D.C. and Puerto Rico. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be a bigger league, a better league. Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas, the University of Texas will become a professional football team yeah, and form need... their, their own enclosure in Austin as yeah. as their blue yeah. bubble there. Yeah, no, we, we we got this figured out, guys. Build that wall. <laughs> Put them in. Just the country is just going to be all walls within states. It's just going to oh, yeah. be mm-hmm. every state has its walls. Yeah, it's built it's gonna be walls. Multi Swiss family, Swiss family Robinson ass NFL structure and state structure. We got this just boards connecting one another. That's what the XFL is shaping up to be. It's going to be the red state football league. Once the NFL goes fully into the liberal camp, then they're going to brand the XFL as red state football. Can I, as someone who, again, should know this as uh, my job title, uh, but what is going on with any of the minor minor league football leagues right now? Are they all dead? Is Did, did I hear correctly that The Rock actually bought the XFL? He did. And, and I'm not sure exactly what his politics are. I've been watching episodes of Young Rock where he literally is running for president in the show, and it's still not clear what he believes in. But uh, – I think he bought the XFL, and now the XFL and the CFL are in talks to become one entity, which will essentially doom any potential up-and-comers. You know, AAF is gone, so anybody else, I think, will be destroyed. Like, everyone who was good in the AAF ended up getting signed, right? Like, that's what happened to them. Well, so I was – me and my brother got into an argument one time because we were – we put on an – no shit. It might've been an XFL game. I can't remember, but the guy PJ Walker for the Panthers, my brother was like, Oh, none of these guys are going to end up making it. Yada, yada, yada. Six months later, he's starting for the Panthers. I send a screenshot and uh, try, try and dunk on him where I can. But I think the league had already been shut down then. So I guess egg on my face. Mm. Everybody's got some AAF garbage on the bottom of their rosters. I think I know we do. We have a couple of guys who ended up starting. Week I think it's just yeah. all those scouts just have CBS Sports. That's just what ha- like <laughs> dudes just turned their TV on in April and was like, "Oh shit!" That's is the that biggest Jeremy thing. Robinson? Who is that? I feel like the pandemic too is it has made it because they can't. You, there wasn't a lot of scouting at these games like there was in the last few. Like there was traditionally, and so I think most of the moves being made by all these GMs are, are based on the same information that we have, which is just watching TV. That's what it seems like. It seems like the, there's like a feedback loop between the analysts on the sites and the talking heads like us. And then the people who actually make the decisions. And then it just keeps going around and round. Nobody really is responsible for any of the decision-making anymore. It's all just like, you know, Brett Veach thought it would be cool for us to get a good left tackle. So we, everybody said Trent Williams is the best. Try to give him a lot of money. That's, I think, how it's, it works. It, it, 
I think it's just GM Bill Polian talking to ESPN Bill Polian talking to Scout Bill Polian. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's just, just, <laughs> the same version, just warging into different different things. I like this. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media Sports Drink, as we'll be calling it soon, will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com sneakers. We'll enter you into a drawing for a one-of-one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter and Instagram. Might be sports drink. Send it to both places. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of its authenticity and customized the sneakers details they're making sure these things are authentic that's Damn, what's going man. on here I, I have eight more uh talking points and it's all about the authenticity guarantee analysis yes with Experts. other sites take, dude other sites take up to 25 percent. you're gonna have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers if you go through ebay okay these are authentic and it's free to sell sneakers on ebay you want to sell sneakers you want to buy sneakers ebay.com slash sneakers is the best sneaker marketplace out there let's uh let's move on to our mailbag you've got mail we haven't dipped into the mail in uh about a month's time so this shit is piling up uh i'm sitting in our mail room currently uh surrounded by packages envelopes what have you swimming in the shit so thank you for constantly sending us mail uh, Danny, do you want to grab an envelope and open that bitch? Sure. Yeah, I'll grab one. I'll, I'll try the bottom of the bag. It's been a while. Hey, guys. Love the show. Tough off season, huh? I know I had one. The media is all over me over some pretty bad accusations, but I maintain my innocence, and I'm ready to put it all behind me. You'd better believe I won't be distracted this year. You're going to get the same junkyard dog you've always gotten. Nothing anyone says can stop me. I'm ready to rip limbs and eat skulls. There's blood in the water, and I want to taste. Signed, Army Hammer. <laughs> that was from Army Hammer. Okay. Okay. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just going to reach for one that looks like it was written on the same uh, sort of thing as Danny oh, had. Sure. It's a letter... F- It's a letter from Harvey Weinstein. Um, It it reads, hey, guys, big fan of the program, and specifically Danny. I love DiSorono, and uh, that's a solid drink, my guy. Uh, Anyway, I wanted to write in and lend my support to Deshaun Watson. I know what it's like to have people get all bent out of shape about your sexual behavior. So if you ever need a shoulder to lean on, I got you. Your friend, Harvey Weinstein. P.S. Go Chiefs. See, I don't know. I never, I, I didn't know he was a fan of the Chiefs. I, I mean, we'll take it. And you. <laughs> well, the, you know, we're Jews. We're both successful in the in the entertainment business, so I understand that. 
He's always seemed like a middle America type of guy. Yeah, I, I get that. He's, I mean, and we have some famous Kansas City Chiefs celebrities. You know, we got Paul Rudd, we got David Koechner, all that. M- Melissa Etheridge, and now Harvey Weinstein. Fits right in. Uh, Jamal, Jamal, do you have a letter? Uh, yeah, got a returning uh, uh, writer in. Uh, our guy Greg Poops from Glendale, Arizona. Hey guys, you might remember me from the center square of the Arizona Cardinals fan board during last year's NFL draft. Uh, two questions. Uh, who should my cards draft? And also, when will that heretic Roger Goodell finally pay for his crimes against America? Beak Nation in particular. Greg Poops. What do you think? Greg Poops. You know, heretic isn't a word that I've heard much outside of my uh, 12 years of mandatory Catholic school education. So I'm, I'm glad you've, you've brought that back for me, Jamel. Yeah, they're in uh, Halo 2. <laughs> <laughs> also a mandatory part of my 12 years of Catholic education. No, that's a fact. We don't really see Goodell that much, do we? I mean, are we? is he that visible? I see him at the draft. Yeah. He's at the draft getting booed. That's it. And then he goes back into his into his cave or what have you. He goes under the rock. He's lurking. See, He'll be for the next 50 years. And the, the thing with Goodell is like, I, I mean, so he makes what, $40 million a year? Like he truly has like achieved the amount of wealth where he's just like, oh, I will eat whatever shit you need me to eat. Like, like you, Like you are compensating me to act as the shield in front of all of these owners and just take everything that every flying tomato that might be coming at. And it's, you know what, for $40 million a year, I think I do the exact same thing and manage to stay out of it. Yeah. You just get booed one time a year and then you get mm-hmm. all the money you can handle. You get to go, you know, you, you're, you're hanging out in the press box with the president, whoever that, I mean, I, I don't know if Joe Biden can drag his old bones to a game, but uh, whoever the president is, you get to hang out with them. Or her. Oh, he'll be at he'll be at the first game in Mexico. No yeah, yeah, explanation. He does, he's got to fly out to Puerto Rico to lock that deal down. Now, Danny, I don't know if you saw him trying to fly this week, but uh, yeah, I know. And you know, I I thought I saw it, and I was I was all ready to just be like, "Fuck you guys! What this guy's trying to give you fucking health care? Uh, I guess not health care, but other stuff. He's giving you money." But the truth is, we w- we would have made fun of Trump for the exact same thing. Can't get on Biden for the exact same shit that Trump did because there's so much that the two guys are do exactly differently that I think we have enough to make fun. Let's. I I'm free. I'm I'm not a psycho. I'm not in love with my president. Fuck him for tripping on the Air Force stairs. That's funny. It's still funny. It's no, I, the funniest part to me is uh, the the more the dilemma that uh, conservatives have to be in because it's like they get to make fun of uh, Joe Biden for being old and slipping and incompetent, but it's like their nightmare is next in line, and then their bigger nightmare is third in line. So it's like, what what are you guys gonna do? You guys just have to wait it out. I mean, uh, yeah, it's I'm not sure about topic. Jamel Johnson is now vice president. <laughs> So the Cardinals, huh, guys? Uh, <laughs> they need a corner, interior lineman. Any, uh, any, Jamel, any, any prospect in, insights? 
I need yes. you to devote. I need you to devote your final thoughts to what your first hundred days of your presidency would be. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's easy. I got it. I got them all. I got all one hundred figured out. Actually, can we have one preview of one of the the items? Uh, two words for you: throwback jerseys. <laughs> On the military? Ooh, I like this. Or yeah. just mandatory, like masks. <laughs> can't both things be true, bro? Can't yeah. we can't yeah. all of that happen? My guys, my guys dropping bombs in vintage Dan Dickow jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You telling me yes, dude. I'm watching a drone attack in <laughs> some fire shit. It's a Mitchell and Ness, baby. Authentics. Why wouldn't I? Um, Danny, final thoughts for the week. Uh, you know, I, I just want to reiterate that, you know, we are in our way of doing it. We're, um, you know, condemning the alleged accusations against Deshaun Watson that we don't, we're not just laughing at it. It it seems real at this point. I don't think that 13 women from three different states are going to cut 14 now and possibly more are going to collude. I just think we need to start kind of taking, you know how like the first thought that you have when you hear something is, you know, usually the one that you stick to is that unconscious bias that you have. Usually it's always like, Oh, but he seems nice. He probably didn't do it. I think we should switch it to why would the women lie and then go from there. So maybe he didn't do it and maybe we'll find more out and all that stuff, but let's get to a point where we're saying like, I don't see why women would lie about this. So that's where we start from. And I also think that we kind of have a thing with quarterbacks where quarterbacks seem to be able to break the law much more easily. And without, there's just some kind of like a burden of proof that is extra when you're a quarterback that you really need to nail this fucking guy in order for them to not be playing anymore. And maybe it's just the strength of the position and how important it is. But, you know, let's not let quarterbacks get away with everything. I think this is the time when we we need to stand up and fight against bad, evil quarterbacks. Yeah, it it was definitely a shocker for this to be the person. But then, like you're saying, you just have to move past that and just kind of take a look at what the allegations are and how many of them are, there are. And it, like you're saying, like you know, unless there's a vast conspiracy against this person, which would be a fascinating story on its own. Uh, it's probably just bad shit and like yeah. that we don't want to talk about. Um, and let's switch and from was, saying like, what's, what are the women, why, you know, wh- what are the women lying about to saying like, why, why, it, what could he have potentially done? I think that that's, sorry, I interrupted you. Jamal and I were talking about this before we were recording the other day. And I was like, you know, this guy, every sense I have of him is, uh, it just seems like he's exactly what you want in a franchise quarterback. And Jamel reminded me that an Amazon commercial existed. And he was like, have you ever heard this guy talk? And I said, yeah. uh, I, I, maybe in some press conferences. And he was like, you should watch this commercial. I watched the commercial, changed my mind. I recommend. He sounds <laughs> like a, a fucking creep in that AWS ad. I hate 
there something that something uh, uniquely made me angry about that commercial and any indeed commercial that is being posted in this pandemic the, it, those two uniquely frustrate me it's like all uh, of the evil elements of patrick mahomes voice entered deshaun watson's body to promote <laughs> amazon delivery services and everybody's projecting his these new things into his voice but it's not good no i mean you know people want to get on patrick mahomes for having a funny voice but you know it's not funny is his is him being a fucking solid family man and a great american that's real shit and other of these quarterbacks who might sound normal might want to think twice about the things that they might be doing allegedly um andrew final thoughts for the week oof uh the, the problem is when I logged on here, I Googled uh, New Orleans Saints news, and I feel like I'm already on like the fourth uh, Google search and have run out of things to talk about. Um, and so um, I'm generally just going to say uh, go follow Sports Drink. Um, it, I would like to stay employed. I would like to uh, not have to go back to, I don't know. Uh, selling my body on the internet. I didn't do that before, but in the past six years, I feel like it is a viable career path. And so um, either go follow Sports Drink or go find somebody that will pay for feet picks. Um, and so one of the two, closing thoughts. Well, you find you follow at Sports Drink on Instagram, follow it on Twitter, and then follow Andrew Stevens' OnlyFans page. Let's yes. go. All of the above. Uh, final thought for the week is... Danny Solomon won the our podcast NFL picks for the 2020 season. You picked the most games correctly. We kept track of it this season. Congratulations. Jamel and I pulled together with all of the power that we have to get you a $100 gift card to Red Lobster. Oh, Congratulations, pal. Boy. All right. Googling nearest Red Lobster. I can't. I've never seen one. So let's just enjoy. Enjoy Inglewood, my boy. <laughs> Inglewood, no, Danny, right. you have to, <laughs> Danny, you have, you have to come down to Louisiana. We only have Red Lobsters here. I've been oh, I've been down right. to Louisiana. I know the taste of fresh seafood from having been down there. And I'm ready to be sorely disappointed by what Red Lobster has to offer. I like their biscuits, but you can actually make them at home. So without that, what are they? It's and a you can, and spot, I can't right? get it. Delivery is not available, so that's good. All right, then. No, you're going to. And so we're, we're sending you a hard plastic card, kind of a throwback. It's just like, you know, uh, one of your Hanukkah gifts. You know, this I'm, is like a night three gift. Only there's a hundred bucks preloaded on that puppy, so you know. If you need sports drink, if you need sports drink to spring for one of those novelty checks, but maybe like an oversized gift card, I think we can we can uh, we can make that happen. Look, give me some sports drink swag. I'll go out to the Red Lobster in Inglewood, California, and Instagram the shit out of my trip there. All. As a as a means to get the word out about sports drink, if you're listening right now, follow sports drink and uh, and I'll the Red Lobster stuff. I had nothing. I, I was thinking about. Try, I wanted to try to. I wanted to figure out how how much further I can go with a tie into Red Lobster, but there was nothing there. No, I also did have it on the ground, <laughs> guys. The draft is in a month. We'll be back in a month to 
recap that. I, I, are we going to do a preview show or you guys want to recap the draft? We don't know anything that? about the the draft is my problem is I, I don't watch enough, as Andrew alluded to, enough college football to know who we're getting. So it's all just so positions. We will recap the draft in about a month. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, and we're sorry that we do this, but we're not sorry that we're on the Sports Drink Network. Yeah, sorry, sorry you weren't there sooner. Uh, sports Drink, no vowels. Follow that. No vowels. There we go. 